Good leaders who keep their emotions in check, make great decisions, and have the experience to lead don't come around very often. We were lucky to find Judy Crane just three and a half years ago. Today, she talks about the five criteria of homeowner relationships. I'm Steve Schwab, and this is the Casa Cast. It's the Casa Cast, created by Casa Go. It's time for the show, let's go. Hi, Judy. So we were just talking about how you can no longer say that you're the whole Arizona market anymore, can we? That is correct. We just um, signed a new franchise that's taking off the, I guess, the rim area. Yeah. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. So with that said, Judy, you've been with us for about three and a half years. Correct. And what markets do you uh, currently manage? I do Sedona, Tucson, and the Phoenix metro area. And uh, how do you love that? I love it, but it's challenging. It's, yeah. you know, vacation rentals are challenging. Tell me a little bit about your background. Um, I've been in real estate for 30 years. Um, owned a real estate company in the Orange County area. Um, sold it to realty execs just as the market tanked in 2008. Um, took some time off after that and then went back into property management about eight and a half years ago. And we got you from a little company out of the Silicon Valley, right? Yes, so I worked for a company called Resi, which did corporate housing for Facebook and Google. Now you also have a hobby that you do. Yes, um, since 1998, I've been a avid day trader. Definitely a hobby, passion, um, it's just you against the market, so. Day trading, the way that Judy relaxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm terrible at that sort of thing. Tell me, like, what would be your number one tip for day trading? Take the emotions out. Take the emotions yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, you have to have a set profit and a set loss, and then you know exactly what's gonna happen. You're either gonna make money, lose money, or break even. That's fantastic. Yeah. That actually might be some good advice for uh, vacation management. We, um, speaking of tips, mm -hmm. We're today talking about the five criteria for a successful homeowner relationship. Yes. So, and you've, we've talked about these five things. I think they're fantastic. We're gonna go through them one by one. Mm -hmm. um, your first one is knowing the homeowner's motivation. Can you tell me a little bit about that? What you'll find with homeowners when you're talking with them, they're, they're motivated by one of two things. It's they bought a home and they need to make additional money on it to pay their taxes, insurance, and they're very emotionally attached to the home or you have a homeowner who bought it strictly as an investment and they're looking to turn a profit, keep it full, and that's all the bottom line is to them. So without knowing that of each homeowner, it's difficult unless you have that underground, that underneath um, basis of what's motivating them, it's difficult to, to figure what direction to go with them. How would you treat each one differently? A person who's just looking to pay their um, taxes, insurance, minimum amount of money, they're not going to be extremely motivated for bookings. Um, they're not going to be extremely motivated to keep the property in the, the fashion we need it to be kept in for guests. Um, they'll be emotionally attached to their sheets and their bed and their you know, that type of stuff, where when you're a, more of a professional investor, you're not attached to the sheets or grandma's quilt or any of that. So it makes it a little more difficult when you have somebody who's emotionally attached to the things within the home. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned early on to tell people to take anything out of the property that we can't replace with money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for number two, you have the quality of the home. Tell me how that uh, relates to the relationship with the homeowner. Well, I think so. Some homeowners, you'll, you'll get them, they'll call you and they're like, oh, my home is beautiful. It's got this, it's got that. 
you go out there and you're like, oh goodness, this home is bare bones. It doesn't have anything. There's no guest is gonna wanna stay here. There's no warm and fuzzy for this guest or wow factor for this guest when they walk in. Um, and that's where you have to really say, you know, you, the bones of your home are, are quality and the location might be quality, but what we've got inside needs a lot of work. Um, and if you don't have, you can have location, but if you don't have the rest of it, you're gonna have a difficult time. What are some ways that uh, you can help a homeowner improve the quality of their house? Well, we have a program called Host GPO, which has uh, programs that you can connect them and they'll do like the whole designing of the property for you, help them with everything, huge deep, deep discounts. Um, and I think with that, you have a third party helping them and it's not so much becomes a personality between you and them. Mm -hmm. It's a third party. The other way that we've done it is pull up, um, when you're out at the property, we kind of do a range of what's available that they'd be competing with. And you just kind of start scrolling through the pictures and they're like, oh, wow, I don't have that. Oh, wow, I don't have that. And that helps. That makes that it's, it's like, this is who you're gonna be competing with. And they get the visual of their homes not comparing. That's great. So showing them the properties that they're competing against and what's in them is sort of a visual way of them, of showing them comparables, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, these people have nice furniture, you have grandma's furniture. Exactly, right? yeah. And uh, it opens up that conversation. Yeah, and it's not, then it becomes not your opinion because yeah. whenever you're dealing with a homeowner, whether regardless of who they are, it's you don't want to have that conflict on that they feel that you're you're against them. You want them to know that you're working with them and trying to help them. Yeah, you're on yeah. their side, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let, let, let me help you beat these guys yeah. in the market. Yeah, so. absolutely. So for your third one, you said the quality of the owner, and I'm really curious about this. So <laughs> tell me about the quality of the owner and how that plays into the relationship with uh, a successful relationship with well, the homeowners. I learned early in my career that when you go to someone's house, if they don't offer you a glass of water and, and a refreshment of some kind, you don't want to do business with them oh. because they're not good hearted people. And I've always just kind of gauged my, my, my goals and people we've dealt with. But what we found along the way in the three and a half years I've been here is the owners who are combative um difficult just have they feel they're not hiring a partner they feel they're hiring some that we're going to work for them not with them but we're going to work for them and they're going to call the shots and everything if you have an owner like that you're never rarely are you going to get it turned around i mean it's it's difficult because they have a mindset of an employee employer relationship and um if they have that mindset it's going to be difficult when you need things done to get them done. What are some of the ways that you can set like expectations for the homeowner that, hey, we're not your employees, we're your partners in this, uh, we're professionals, you know, that are going to be working with you uh, professionally and, you know, we expect that uh, uh, that respect in return that we're gonna give you. What, what are some of the ways that you've been able to- We really are really drilling down on the contract and going through the whole contract with them, pretty much section by section of the, the areas for sure that we have problems with. The, you know, the self-cleaning, all of a sudden they wanna clean their own home. No, this is not acceptable, this is why it's not. Explaining why it's not, just that it's, we just made up these rules for the fun of it. Um, explaining to them why those things are in place and why we have to have them. Um, it makes a difference, it helps them understand. We also, we have a very strong contract as you and I've talked about. Um, we explained to them the contract's very, very strong However, we're willing to work with you within this very strong contract. Mm 
And um, they seem to understand, yeah, you, I'm handing my home over to you and you're going to do the, you're going to handle it in a very professional manner and that I'm going to be kind of hands off. Yeah. And if they start being like, oh, I want to clean, I want to do it. Yeah, we're like, no, 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 no. Do you ever go over the no jurist policy? We do. Yeah. We do. Um, we bring it out. Um, it comes in play sometimes with owners been with us a while that uh -huh. have forgotten that we, know, that we don't allow that. Um, and we explain it in the manner that we're not allowed to treat you like that. And therefore, and you're not allowed to treat us like that. Yeah. I, I love the no jurist policy because we actually have it three-sided, right? Mm -hmm. So the guests are not allowed to be jerks. The homeowners are not allowed to be jerks, and our own teams are not allowed, are not allowed to be jerks, right? So correct. it's a three-sided dynamic of everybody's going to treat each other with respect. And the, the no-jerk policy is sort of a lighthearted, tongue-in-cheek way to get the word out, have a, a, a serious discussion about how we're all going to treat each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. And, and it does, it, it, at first, they're like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, well, you know, just it's exactly what it says. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they usually they laugh about it, but then, you know, every now and then you have to bring them back to it. Remember, we have this conversation mm -hmm. and then they're like, oh, yeah, OK, <laughs> so yeah, it's a fantastic and fun tool mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. keep in your back pocket. Mm -hmm. For number four, you talk about the market dynamics and mm -hmm. how that affects the relationships. Tell me how the market dynamics is part of a successful relationship with that homeowner. So for us, when we go out and we're, we're talking with someone and we have someone that we're picking up on. Yeah, I need to have a, I'm just gonna give a number, $10,000 a month every month. Mm -hmm. um, we, it's our job to explain to them that's just never gonna happen. And that these numbers ebb and flow, and we have no control over the ebbing and flowing, and that you know the economy affects it, travel affects it, weekends affect it, weather affects it, everything's gonna affect it. So if they are so tight in that they need 10,000 a month, they should not have a vacation rental. Yeah. They should not, and or unless they've got deep pockets and they can survive. And that's just a would like to have number. Um, but if it's a hard number that they need, um, it's gonna be difficult. Yeah. And we're and we're jeopardizing them financially by not telling them that. Yeah. We have to tell them that. Yeah. Seasonal yeah. rentals are seasonal, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Lopsided lot cash flow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you can't weather the storm, you know, it's it's like we tell them all the time at the end of the year. You got to worry about what happens at the end of the year, mm -hmm. not on a month to month or day to day basis. Carrie, our, our new franchisee in Truckee. Mm -hmm. Tahoe issue. Tahoe, yeah. thank you. Yep. Sorry, mm -hmm. I don't know why I don't think of Tahoe. Uh, I love this quote she gave me, and I use it all the time is that ADR is for your ego, mm -hmm. but uh, annual revenue is for your pocketbook. Exactly. Right? You I, cannot bank ADR. No, no, no. no. It's, it's a fantastic uh, quote, and it's yeah, kind of a good, good lesson, right? That is so a good one. I, I like that. And so then the last one is their their financial abilities. Yeah. And maybe you can tell me a little bit about that. So, what we've run into more recently than not, just because we've you know we had such an uptick in the our market here as far as prices, we'll have owners that are coming on board, and exactly what we just talked about. Their their first question is, I my mortgage is six thousand dollars a month. So our next question is, do you have six months worth of reserves to support this home? And they're looking at us like, why, why, why are you asking that? Well, what we found is if they don't have that, every time we have a repair or we have something that needs to be done for a guest in order to maintain their property, their reviews and all of that, they don't have it. And they're scrambling, they're stressed. Mm -hmm. um, so we really feel that since it is usually most of them, it's their biggest asset. And not everybody is meant to be 
in this industry. Mm-hmm. And I think we've had um, a lot of that come to light in recent because everybody paid way too much money for their properties and it's just not gonna pencil out. Yeah, yeah. you know, there was such a, a boom mm-hmm. in our industry. It really put us on the front stage. Mm-hmm. And then all the Instagram and TikTok uh, gurus came out telling everybody how easy it was. But it was sort of an unfair advantage for a little bit. Like anybody could rent a property, the demand was so high. Yep. But now the supply is outpacing a lot of the demand. And if you don't know what you're doing, or if you're not doing it well, or if you paid too much for your property, uh, it's hard to make the same numbers work now. It is, yeah. it is. And and the gentleman that I just met with yesterday, the homeowner I met yesterday, we were laughing about TikTok. And I said, you know, every he goes, well, it caused the dem- everything to go up so high, so much inventory. I said, well, everybody who bought a property from TikTok. <laughs> and he goes, well, I bought one during that time, but I didn't get my advice from TikTok. And I said, well, that's good. But but you're right. I think they had unrealistic expectations and, and there were companies out there feeding into that. Sure. And which, you know, if, if you have a professional, very large company come tell you that you're gonna make $110,000 a year, you're gonna to tend to believe it. If they would call us before they bought the property, it would be easier, but usually we're dealing with the aftermath of it, so. It's where the market is right now. It and is. These five things will help us. So something to ask everybody is, mm-hmm. what is your favorite line from the Orange Credo? It is, um, I, I will offer respect and honesty and I will expect the same, because I think that's the basis of the entire relationship. It doesn't matter, we don't always have to agree, and we don't always have to see eye to eye on everything, yeah. but as long as you respect me and I respect you, we'll be okay. You know, something I've really come to uh, admire about you, and I, I think that we fit in well together on this, is uh, there can be a lot of things said or people can be upset, but uh, you always make sure that ethics and your morals are protected, yeah. and you do the right thing even when nobody's looking, and maybe even especially when nobody's looking, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I, I really admire that about you. I appreciate that, because that is very important to me. Yeah. It is very it important. Is. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Is, it is, I can tell it's important to you, and I, mm-hmm. and, and I, and I really admire that about you. So one last thing, mm-hmm. a fun question. You have a claim to fame, mm-hmm. and we were talking about just before uh, we started recording. Mm-hmm. Tell me your claim to fame. So I'm gonna start posting on social media and everything that I am the best general manager in the country. I love that. Because I truly believe I am, so. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Well, Judy, I really appreciate you uh, getting on this show. It was a good conversation for all of you that uh, don't know Judy yet. uh, You can always find her in the Scottsdale office. Uh, She's always out there uh, talking to all of the different branches and helping everybody who needs it. So if you hear something here that you want to reach out and discuss with her, I know she'll always be open to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Appreciate it. We're so luxurious, Casa Cast. They all want to be us, Casa Cast.